Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Play on Words podcast. It's me, Miss Beth, and this is a podcast for grownups today. We are going to talk about the three P's, the three most important P's in learning to read and literacy in general, and that is phonological awareness, phonemic awareness, and phonics, which is pretty funny that these are the three P's because none of them sound like they start with P. Um, which is basically everything that we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to try and keep this short, sweet, and really easy to understand. If you have any questions after this podcast, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can send me an email or a message on Instagram at Big City Readers. But this is going to be a quick overview. If you want more help in understanding how to teach this to kids, I have probably a course for that. You can ask me to help you find it if you need some help. I have a um, masterclass for parents and teachers on understanding how and why the science of reading matters. And I also love to um, do professional development with entire school districts or specific teachers. So if this is um, confusing or you need just a little refresher, I would love to help you. So please feel free to reach out and my team can help you get exactly the right course or workshop or one-on-one session for you and your school, your classroom, or your family. All right, let's talk about these three things and what the heck they are. So um, you've probably heard of phonics. That's the most talked about, I would say. But what's interesting about that everyone knows about phonics is there's something that comes before phonics. And that is another concept called phonemic awareness, which falls under this umbrella term called phonological awareness. All three of these pieces work together and are actually the most important pieces of learning to read and becoming a lifelong efficient reader. That's for anyone. That's not just for little kids. Um, And this is actually, you know, whenever I share something about this, people will always say, well, but what about if you have dyslexia or what about um, if you have a learning difference? And this is actually, this is the science of reading concept. So the science of reading is a body of research that follows what the data shows us and that we know that the data has shown us for decades and decades and decades that these are the three most important things. And specifically two of the biggest um you know creators uh, front runners of the science of reading from many 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 years ago are these two people called Orton and Gillingham and they created this method um for the dyslexic brain so yes this is for everybody and what we learned is that if it that this works for people who have dyslexia and it also works for most students. Like this explicit instruction following what the research shows us and explicitly systematically teaching phonological awareness, phonemic awareness, and phonics is what equals lifelong reading success. So let's do a quick summary of what it all is. (sighs) Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is phonological awareness. Phonological awareness really just means um, we're focusing on the ability to hear and manipulate or play with different parts of spoken language. So that means 
without any letters or words in front of us. So phonological awareness focuses on our ability to hear um, different parts of words and different parts of language or um, what what people speak. It's um, things in phonological awareness are things like, um, can you count how many words someone says in a sentence? You might hear people say, learning to read starts with your eyes closed. I say it a lot. Um, that's because we want to make sure that kids are understanding how to do this without any letters in front of them. They don't need any books or letters or tools in order to build phonological awareness. Phonological awareness is a skill that we need to practice building. And it starts just by talking to your baby. It starts by, you know, narrating what you're doing. It's, it, it's, it builds on, um, having kids follow, you know, short step, a few step directions. Like, um, if your child can go and put their shoes on and then go get a snack, they're demonstrating that they're able to listen to and process and analyze the sounds in their environment. They're listening to and putting it in order what they need to do. So this is all, even though it seems like, okay, let's just give some directions that actually is building on your child's reading skills. So give yourself a pat on the back for that. So we want to be able to play with sentences. And before we can play with sentences, we have to make sure that we know each word in a sentence. This is why learning to talk is directly related to learning to read, because let's look at very baby level, right? We, um, we teach, we might teach babies um, a few signs in order to communicate. The reason teaching babies signs helps them actually build on language skills is because if you think about saying a sentence like, all right, let's go get your milk and go night, night. If you're a baby, it can sort of sound like we don't know where to break apart the words. It kind of seems like it's all connected. But if we add a sign for milk and then a sign for night, night, it makes it a lot easier to break apart those words and say, oh, she did a sign for that. I can say that one word and that one sign because I know where that was placed. And the more, the more um, we practice, the, the easier it gets. So if you're signing milk every time you say milk, then your baby can go, oh, I can do that sign and say that word. But if we don't, I mean, you don't need to add signs for your baby. This is just a helpful way to build on language. Um, and then it also transfers over to building on phonological awareness because we are able to teach our ear to listen for where we break apart um, the sentence. So we can um, practice that and that helps us build on noticing each word in a sentence. For bigger kids like toddlers and preschoolers, um, you can have them start to count the words that you say. So maybe that looks like um, if you're just holding their hand and you squeeze, I love you, they're starting to notice, oh, each of those words was one squeeze. Then you might want to make it into a game by, be like, by, by saying, um, let's count on our fingers, let's get pizza three words. So we're starting to count and analyze the words in a sentence. After we understand words in a sentence, then we would move on to syllables in a word. A lot of kids mix up syllables in a word and words in a sentence. And if that's happening to you, I would just explicitly work on um, one or the other at a time. Um, so, and not go back and forth too much. Uh, I, if kids aren't understanding how to count words in a sentence, 
then syllables aren't going to make a whole lot of sense. We, we understand that words um, have meaning because we say them, but a syllable isn't going to mean anything to your child until you explicitly tell them that they need to care about it. They're not going to care about syllables until we tell them. So that's another part of phonological awareness. So we have counting the words, um, understanding how to break apart syllables. So that might look like um, clapping um, in the parts of a word like horse, pig, chicken. And we're just starting to notice the parts of a word. Another way you can do this is um, by saying, let's play a game. I'm going to say two parts. You put it together. Cup, cake, rain, bow. Um, then two other parts in phonological awareness would be um, uh, noticing the beginning and ending of words. You might hear that in kindergarten, like word families, like rat, sat, cat. The onset would be r, s, and the rhyme, R-I-M-E, not rhyme like words that are rhyming words, but the rhyme is the ending or the word family. So that would be the at. Um, so, you know, playing with your kids and saying like, I'm going to say a word, you put it together. Matt. And remember, you're doing this all with just their ears. So you don't need any of these letters in front of them. You don't need any books in front of them. And then we're going to um, see if they can hear different sounds in a word. Um, so we might say, um, okay, let's say the word mom, but instead of the first mm, can you change it to a t? Tom. So we're just going to start playing with different sounds at the beginning, middle, and ending of words. And I'm going to show you a couple more ways that you can do that um, in a minute. So that's kind of like the most basic overview of phonological awareness. Then phonemic awareness falls under phonological awareness. And phonemic awareness is specifically the ability to hear and play with the smallest unit of sound. That's called a phoneme. A smallest unit of sound is called a phoneme. That's where phonemic awareness comes from. Um, a grapheme is the written representation of a phoneme. So that's where phonics comes in in a minute is we introduce the grapheme as the representation of the phoneme. So, so getting ahead of myself there. <laughs> I'll get to that in a moment, but phonemic awareness is just playing with those phonemes. So that means like, I'm going, you, you might want to do this with like a manipulative, a manipulative, something like either Play-Doh, or you can just take pennies, but you can say, um, I'm going to say the word cat and then show them how to break down the sounds. So you're going to push forward the pennies like k at, so you push forward three pennies and they can see that there's three sounds in cat. You can do this with your fingers and have kids start to count how many sounds they hear. But the important thing here is we're talking about sounds and not spelling. So that means like the word shoe, we're going to count the amount of sounds in the word shoe. Do it with me. Shoe, sh, ooh, two sounds. So you're going to have to kind of teach yourself what to pay attention to, um, and not just know, uh, how to spell the word, but we really want to turn our tune and turn our ear to listen to sounds. So, um, that's one of the ways that we can, it's called segmenting. Um, another thing we want to practice in phonemic awareness would be, um, phoneme substitution. So that's kind of when we did the Tom mom, you can do this with 
the same tools you're using or just your fingers or just your ears. This is a great thing to do while you're driving in the car. Say, um, you could say to your child, say dog, but change the d to a ooh log. So we really want kids to feel confident doing this, playing around with sounds or phonemes before we then introduce the written representation. Um, this also, this part of phonemic awareness also includes blending. So you can say something like, I'll say it slow, you say it fast. T -eh -n, and see if they can say 10. To show them how to do this game at the very beginning, I would I would do it for them. So say, I'll give you an example. T -eh -n, 10. If your child's understanding it, you can also flip-flop and say, you say it slow, I'll say it fast. And so what we're looking for here is for them to be able to blend the sounds together into a word. Um, and then an, a, a more complicated level would be phoneme deletion, which is taking away a sound in a word to make a new word. Um, so if you say, um, say, this is like really kind of a tricky one, but say driving, but don't say v drying. Um, you can do this with easier words <laughs> like, um, say shop, but take away the sh up. It's okay if they're not real words, but we're just kind of really just training our ears and our brain to tune in and listen for how we play with words and how we can make new words by changing sounds or taking away sounds or adding sounds. Um, and then that brings us to phonics. So here's the crazy thing. You can have phonological awareness without phonics, but you cannot have phonics without phonological awareness. And most of the time when I see a struggling reader, a hundred percent of the time, I'll say, this is the first place I look at their phonological awareness. Most of the time, that's where the problem lies. Phonological awareness is the biggest predictor of reading success and the most overlooked. We are so quick to jump to phonics, which is looking at the letters that represent the sounds. But if we don't have phonological awareness, our phonics isn't going to really make a lot of sense. So we want to make sure that kids are understanding the sounds or adults, whoever is learning, understanding how to play with the sounds before we bring the written representation in. So you hear people talk about decoding. They have to be decoding words, or maybe you haven't heard that, but you, you might hear people start to say, let's practice decoding. That's because English is a code. So we use symbols or letters to represent the sounds. And phonics is following the code. Um, whole language is kind of the opposite of this approach. And that's when we learn to just memorize words. But the code is following phonics and phonological awareness to break down words sound by sound. So, oh, hi, Millie. Millie just got here. <laughs> so um, phonics will um, show us when kids are spelling words, using inventive spelling. Um, you know, if they haven't learned a specific spelling pattern yet, not 
just automatically spelling the word correctly, but representing that they are spelling this word how they think it's spelled. So for a very beginning, like a kindergartner, that would look like maybe spelling the word tree, T-R-E, um, just spelling based on what they hear instead of based on um, exactly just memorizing it. Because if we just memorize it, we're really not teaching kids how to do anything. Well, well, actually, we're teaching them just like how to ask us and how to memorize, but that's not really helpful in the learning to read journey. I have, I'm going to include in the show notes, a whole um, free guide on what stage and age that your child should do each of these phonological awareness um, or um, phonics skills. But, um, and I also on my Instagram have a ton of videos explaining what to do and what to focus on, but I'll just give you a couple more um favorites of mine. One at snack time, let's play snack time. I spy. You could say I spy with my little eye, something that starts with, and you might have a banana on your plate or, um, I spy something that rhymes with please. Cheese rhymes with please. Um, so any of these little activities where you're probably already doing them with your kids, just see if you can change them into a special kind of listening game that helps them notice rhymes, helps them notice beginning sounds and ending sounds, helps them start to count words. You could do this again with snack and say, let's eat crackers and count the words. You can clap the syllables. So say crackers and clap them or hum the syllables. Hmm. You might be having some strawberries. So say strawberries and then hum it. Hmm. 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 You can also sing one of your favorite songs and then say, okay, now we just sang twinkle, twinkle, little star. Now we're going to hum it. Hmm. 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 All of these are great ways that you can practice building on your child's phonological awareness. And then when they are ready to introduce phonics, the best way to do this is to explicitly show them the letter and say, this is the letter A. The sound is A, like the first sound in apple or the middle sound in cat. And then draw it together and remember to always start your letters at the top. I would do uppercase and lowercase together if your child is ready. If your child is still a toddler, we usually start with uppercase because lowercase are a little bit trickier to write. And we have um, not developed those fine motor skills yet to be able to do all of the curves in lowercase letters, but most uppercase letters um, are just a series of lines. So I would start with uppercase to help your child feel confident. We don't want them to feel insecure if we're asking them to do something that they're not ready to do yet, because that's just firing a neuron connection in the brain that we do not need to do. So let's help them to feel confident. And remember, your child does not need to write the letters with a pencil or crayon yet. They can build them with Play-Doh. They can trace them in sand or salt. They can trace them in shaving cream. They can trace them on the carpet or in the grass or in the air. You don't need to have any utensils to help your child. In fact, the more senses that you use, the more opportunities you're giving your child for all of the information you're teaching them to stick. Best one to use, fun. Have fun with it. If it's not feeling fun, take a break. We do not need it to feel stressful. 
the best thing you can do for your child is show them that you are on their side and that you are here learning and growing with them and give them the confidence that they are doing a great job. So if it, if it's not going well, take a break, reset, we're going to come back to it. Please send me a message or an email. If you have any questions about this topic, I love to talk about it. Um, and if you would like me to come present at your school, please send us an email hello at bigcityreaders.com. And I will share some open dates for the 2024 school year. Well, I guess 2023, 2024 school year, but we're full for the rest of this year at this time it's October. So looking into the next school year. Um, and I think that's all that I was trying to keep it around 20 minutes. So we did it. I'll see you next time.